Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good evening, Gavin. Good evening, CC, and welcome all to our weekly podcast, Terry Curran's Current View with the Ardenvilles, Brett, Mr. Terry Curran. Steady away, Mags. How's your health? How are you doing? What's the latest? Well, I'm picking up a little bit, but yeah. there's coughs lingering on. You know, each day I keep getting a bit better. I was at hospital yesterday. Still said my heart's sore, not beating right. You know, still got a regular, uh, yeah. irregular heartbeat. My, temp- my uh, blood pressure's come down. Good, well, that's that's a positive too. That's, that's a positive sign, yeah. So keep taking the tablets, my boy. Uh, what magic moments have you sourced for us, T, this week? Well, obviously, there's been a few... There's been a few as usual. Yeah. Pity I've missed one or two because there were some great goals in that Newcastle the other week, Newcastle against uh, Man City. Oh, but this week I've gone for I've gone for the uh, not the Trossard for, for first one, but his second one because the ball was played through to him. Yeah, and it was a similar finish to his first one. But they play some great uh, football. I mean the. the They've had a few bad results lately as Arsenal, but they've played some great football. Whether 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 people look at the Crystal Palace team play well, you know, sometimes when these teams like Arsenal, they can make you look a fool at times, and they did on on Saturday. Was it Saturday or Sunday? Whatever it was, Saturday, I think. Absolutely, too. They can. They did. Um, Crystal Palace, really the wheels have come off that wagon. Roy went back and uh, supposedly... Save them. Okay, they didn't get relegated. They might not have got relegated if they'd have started with Patrick Vieira. But um, this season, Palace really okay again. They've had a lot of injuries, but they played in the cup um, the couple of nights before against Everton. Um, I think it was Everton, wasn't it? And they yes. took off, took off Easy, rested him for the Arsenal game, and then you get absolutely smashed against Arsenal. We've spoken about this many times on the podcast. I just don't understand it for the life of me. I don't. Well, the, you see, the thing is, with managers, when I were playing, uh, you know, I would imagine it would be the same now. Managers, when I were playing, they turn around and say, you can't switch on and off Yeah. in games. And you can't pick and choose your games. You've got to be mentally right for it. Right? So when you're taking somebody off to rest him to play... On Saturday again, you know, nine times out of ten, that drains the player they've taken off. Yeah, you know, not everybody's happy when they get taken off. Mm. And, and listen, by the way, ask Messi and Ronaldo if they ever get taken off, they're not happy. Yeah, you know, so choose who you are. You know, chopping and changing the team like they do for these cup games. You know, the Manchester Cities of this world. Can afford to do it because we've got thirty-five to forty players. Yeah, you know, and all they're doing is once you once you once you don't have a, once you're on a bad run, the best way to get out of it 
it's trying try and win every match you can. Mm-hmm. You know, they think, oh, well, give these players the Versus FA Cup, we'll try these other players. And then they give in them bollockings because they haven't played for six or seven weeks. I haven't got any match fitness. So they're back to square one. I mean, when you look at Bier when they sack Bier, but whatever, what, you know, every team, whoever it is, Manchester City's had it again this year. They only did bad patch. Yep. They fetched Roy, Roy Hodgson in last season. Look, Roy's been a fantastic manager throughout his career. Mm. Right? They sacked Vieira and replaced him with Hodgson. Yep. Vieira had just gone through the hardest period of games mm. they were going to have. Right? Roy comes in, gets a load of easy games, keeps them up. Why didn't they make... I mean, don't forget, what is this? 74? Yeah, I think he's. I think he's 74, isn't he? 74? Yeah. You know, uh, why did he bring someone in for the new season? Uh, I don't know. But when you look at it, when you look at it all like that, uh, people think you've done well. Now, he has to work well throughout his career, like I've just said. Mm. But in that instance, Whoever it was, whether it be Roy Hodgson or, or whether it had been Guardiola, they'd have found it difficult playing those games they had to play and hardly getting any results out of them. And then they got the easier games when they fetched Roy in and they had that run to think, oh, he's done marvellous. But he hadn't because when you look, you know, he's hardly, he's hardly won any games from last season when the, when the, towards the end because they started to lose a few then. And they haven't had a good, a good start this season, really. No, not at all. Absolutely. I'd per- well, again, we don't know because we don't know what goes on inside the football club. But on 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 the surface, I just didn't think it was a, a, a good shout to get rid of Patrick Vieira and bring Roy Hodgson. I'm back like in. you. I, I just didn't get that. Didn't like get you. didn't get that appointment, and I didn't get taking Eze off. You know they they were only one nil down against Everton. Could have got back into that game. Could have been in the FA Cup fourth round this weekend. Who knows? You get a decent draw. You then may get into the fifth round. You progress in the FA Cup. The players have got something to play for apart from trying to stay in the Premier League. I just don't get it. Some of the players, and we've said this many times on the pod too. It, all they've got to play for is mid, mid, mid-table mediocrity, because they've got no FA Cup, they've got no League Cup, they've got no cups to go for because they put out a substandard team, and I just think it's absolute. Well, I just don't get it. <coughs> Again, I'll go back to when I was playing, and I know it's all changed. Yeah. Right. Once you got knocked out of the League Cup. Yep. And after Christmas, you got knocked out of the FA Cup. Yeah. And if the teams weren't doing well, yeah, right, the rest of the season becomes boring. I used to speak exactly, to players yeah. what were in that position. Yeah. They used to say, it's fucking, training's are horrible. We yeah. are think clubs. You know, and all we, all we seem to do because we're not, do, not not winning is, run, is running. Yeah. So I, I can't understand it, you know. Why people don't want to be in cup competitions? I know. I, I, again... I just don't get it. I do not understand it. I can only talk as a fan, but you were a player. It's no different now. Okay, it is slightly different, but the game's still the same. You're still in the League Cup, the FA Cup. You get Gabby, knocked out, the and fans, you're just playing for survival. The fans want to be in the cup competitions. Of course they do. 
Right? I'm, I'm just saying I can only speak as a fan. Wages, yeah. Right? But they face that impetus in mm. to try and help the football club and they get frustrated because of goal. And they've got three or four players left out of that certain game. Yeah, absolutely. What do, how do they expect them to react? Yeah. You know, they get disappointed when certain players are not playing. Of course they do. <laughs> also do they go down to watch them players are not playing they get taken off and uh, out of the cup and what they've got to play for just Premier League points it's a joke what I will say is well done to Chelsea um, they've just done a minute silence for um, Tommy Baldwin rest in peace Sponge he really was the leader of the pack and as Alan always says to me Sponge he could smell a pub as soon as we landed on the tarmac I mean he was one of the uh, kings of the Kings Road that Chelsea team of the 70s absolutely iconic and if they would have broke it up who knows how good that team could have been I think if um, if they would have had another manager if Waddington Alan always says this, if Waddington would have gone to Chelsea rather than Hudson went to Stoke. What happened to, what happened, what happened to uh, because we can go on about Waddington going to Chelsea, I know Alan yeah. likes him. Yeah, he was too loyal. I, mean, I know, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of players who I play with didn't like Tommy Dockett, but mm. Tommy Dockett had, had that team. Yeah, he did, yeah. Playing well. Yeah. I don't know if he got a sack or he left, and then they put Dave Sexton in charge, and he completely, completely... Uh, brought the team up. Yeah, brought the, the art of the team up, I should say. There was a, a lot going on at, at Chelsea in them days. There's, um, I, I think it really stemmed from the infamous Blackpool trip. And, and although Alan's brother was there, he actually wasn't one of them that was doing what they shouldn't have been doing. And then when Alan got his debut at Chelsea, there was four Chelsea players found worse for weather. In, um, in an establishment, a stone's throw away from Stamford Bridge. So I think that there was a few things that, that went on and uh, the dock left. But I think if the dock would have uh, had a stayed at Chelsea and, and was able to build... Where did he go build... from there, Gabby? Can you remember? Um, or is it Villa? I think he went abroad, didn't he? And then he did come he? back um, and managed the Villa. Because, I mean, Tommy... I mean, brilliant at Chelsea and a great manager to boot. You know, one of the iconic managers. But, I mean, took Villa down to third division. Yeah. You know. Well, sometimes, sometimes it, you know, it doesn't it work just, for Absolutely. It just didn't work for him Chelsea, at Villa. He, yeah. got, he got a team together there. What looked was going to be one hell of a team, didn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And then he did well for Manchester United. Yeah, he did. You know, again, with that Chelsea team and if they had just... I mean, Alan always says that, you know, he got on while we dive. A lot of people thought that, that he didn't, but but he did. But he just didn't. He, he was a coach. He wasn't a yeah. manager. He shouldn't have been the Chelsea manager, in Alan's opinion. I mean, the, coach, Dave... the coaches are trying to coach, trying to tell you how to play football. And you think to yourself, well, you weren't a good, that good of a player. Yeah. What makes me laugh? It's like um, golfers. Yeah. They, win, they start to win tournaments. And all of a sudden, they fetch you... A swing coach, is it a swing coach? Well, different coaches that have never played the game. To, to, to improve the swing, you think, well, I'm going to beat you winning. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you don't hear them for five or six years then. I know, it, it, it's quite incredible. Weird, isn't it? It, it is, yeah. And, and, you know, whatever sport it is, you get the, the players that try and change things, break it down. And golf in particular 
he's one of them sports. But uh, but going back to, uh, to to Chelsea, it's just the way that it that it was sadly. And then Osgood and Hudson got sold to um, to pay for the East Stand. How can let's take it? Let's take away. Let's take away a bit. Of, you know, say there might be your mates and all that. But how can you yeah. sell Osgood and Hudson? It's ridiculous, isn't it? That's it's just it's just a criminal. Yeah. You've got the best midfield player. Or yeah. arguably the best midfield player in the country mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. Right? All right, you can put Paulie and, and, and Curry in, in, in amongst all that. Mm-hmm. Colin Bell, all them type of players. Billy yeah. Bremdy, Johnny. You can put all them in. But they were as good. He was as good as any of them. Absolutely. Right? And all's good. Well, as good as anybody. Mm-hmm. Any striker. I mean, he brought his team as a 16, 17-year-old. He's Osgood. Osgood was... Um, when he went to Mexico... Uh, I mean, Bobby, Bobby Moore actually commented to Alan. He says, your mate, he was golden. I don't know what all the fuss is about because he got a bit of a reputation, hasn't he, Ozzy? But uh, Bobby Moore said he was fantastic while they're away there in Mexico. And, and Alan says that had Ozzy come on, they'd have beat, probably beaten Brazil when Jeff Astle had that chance and he missed. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, Jeff was a great uh, goal scorer, central striker as well, but... You know, Peter Osgood, I think, was literally. I mean, he was more technical. Yeah, I mean, he was the king of Stamford. Yeah, the king of Stamford Bridge, and in 1970, arguably the greatest centre forward in the world. And and just you know, the mind boggles. But you know, England managers have always done that. Been reluctant to play those players. Absolutely. But they both got dropped for the. it was game uh, New Year's Day game at um, Sheffield United in 1974. So on um, the, the day before, and we've recorded it in um, uh, Alan Hudson's My Life, My Music uh, regular series, when um, they were both told that they wasn't going to play against Sheffield United and as a consequence went to train with Dario Grady. Well, a kid come running across the field and says, Dave's going absolutely barmy. You better get over there to him. So as they were going over towards Sexton, Sexton was coming over and he gave him an absolute dressing down. In Alan's words, I thought they were going to come to blows because they were always at it, him and Osgood. And um, it, it didn't come to blows. But he said to Osgood, you'll never play for Chelsea again. And, and Alan intervened and says, you know, it's a bit harsh, Dave. And he said, as for you, I've been trying to get rid of you for years. And and that was it, Hudson. And uh, and Osgood were placed on the transfer list. <laughs> Unbelievable, isn't it, when you think about it? Yeah, it is. It, it really is football. When you look at Fergie and Cantona. Yeah. And we handled Cantona. Yeah, brilliant, wasn't it? You know. Yeah. That's why they become great managers. Hey, Eric, we don't they do know things how like to that. handle yeah. all different types of players. Yeah. I mean, Sharpie telling that story. Eric, we don't go around doing things like that. (laughs) (laughs) And that was it. But again, you know, great managers know how to handle players. And you can be a coach. Alan always (coughs) says this. You can be a coach or you can be a manager and you can't be both. Uh... Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? 
Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. And that unfortunately for, for Chelsea really, Sexton was a good coach, but the man management Alan never received it. He only received it then when he went to Stoke City. And and as Alan said, he real rebuilt not just his career, but his life. Alan had fallen out of love with football, with his wife, with everything. And in his Spengali, Tony Waddington, he fixed a broken man. And blimey, didn't he get a result out of it? Results this week, TC. Uh, magic moments for me. I've got to mention, I know it's against your boys, but Ben Sheaf's goal against Wednesday. It was the way he moved that with his feet. I thought it was a tremendous goal. I love Stansfield and Bakuna's the goal. Thing, the thing, that comp, Gino, of a good footballing side. Decent team, they are. He's done a really good and, job. I mean, there's only two players, so, I mean, they set off not particularly well. Yeah. But, you know, I like I, I like Mike Robbins. I think he's done a fabulous job. I mean, again, he's done no more than a fabulous job at Cobham, too. We, you know, the position they've been in over these last few years. We sold his main goal, Fred, didn't we? <coughs> um, I think we went to sport in Lisbon. He sold Aymar to, uh, to Sheffield United. And, and you're right, when you get so close and a penalty kick away from going to the Premier League, it must knock the stuffing out of players. And when you arguably your two best players have been sold as well. But, you know, they've... they've On top of that, they had the for I don't know. Absolutely, yeah. And playing up Birmingham City's ground. Yeah, they've, they've, it's, it's good on Birmingham to you know for him to land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean they've been at the Rico for some time now. They've played on a hundred percent pro ground type of ground. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean they've got the roots but back at the Rico. But he still takes it out of you, doesn't he? Yeah, of course it? he does. I mean everything that Coventry have endured over the last three to five years has been insane, and 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 again with that penalty kick and the you know they've kind of rejuvenated themselves as the season's progressed and now they're in the top six and I wouldn't put it past Coventry to return to the Premier League and and, and good luck to them. Uh, Middlesbrough versus Chelsea, Stamford Bridge, it looks out so Chelsea, yes, they've just gone one up. Uh, I saw pictures of Bernie Slaven at, uh, at the bridge earlier on his social medias and I did comment it looks a little bit less lively than it did in the playoffs in the 80s. Because if you remember, he played in that game and it proper kicked off, didn't it? Chelsea versus Middlesbrough. Yeah, I mean, don't forget back in those days, games were always kicking off, whether whether yeah. it were players on the pitch or whether it were fans in the stand. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And the nice thing as well is there's no VAR in the League Cup because that's a that's a plus. It is, yeah, because. The first game was played at um, at Riverside Championship ground, so there's no VAR. And in the replay now, the Football League have said 
because you couldn't have it in the one game, you can't have it in the second game. Whereas the FA Cup, it's slightly different. In some games, there's VAR. In some games, there isn't VAR. And in some replays, there can be VAR. Where there wasn't in the original games, madness. Did you watch the Sheffield United game on Sunday? No, I didn't. No. This has nothing to do with to pull Sheffield United down. Yeah. I don't think that was a penalty. Right? Mm. Six minutes added on. Yeah. The referee books the player. When you can see it's blatantly a red card. Yeah. Then they finish up, you know, it's like 13 minutes added on. Right? The keeper's come out. He's not even touched uh, Ollie McBurney. And they've given a penalty. Mm. Not even looked at that. And then, within seconds after they scored, they've got a ball into the box as, as um, West Ham. Yeah. The player's got older. Is it Bowden? Yeah, Bowden. he's got him. Yeah, he's facing Bowden. Bowden's facing the goal. Brings him down. You know, like, like a rugby tackle. Yeah. Again, they don't look at VAR. So, what is the VAR all about? That's I, what I said. Yeah. You finish I, up talking about a VAR. Yeah. Everything yeah. is planned. Everything is completely planned. It's quite incredible how they look at some things and don't look at others. I must admit, I don't know if, have you seen any of the AFCON um, during the, the tournaments on now and the Asian Cups on now? But no. Sky on Sky... They, uh, they've got all the AFCON games. I haven't really seen any. I, I was just watching it a little bit before uh, the podcast tonight. And um, then the Gambia, they were 3-2 down. Cameroon had scored a late winner. And then in about the 94th minute, they had a corner. Balls come in. And the fella is like a Harlem Globetrotter. <laughs> He's just like palmed the ball into the back of the net. And it was, they went to VAR, obviously, and they disallowed it. But the referee had to look at that about three times. I looked at it w- once and thought, oh, my days. I mean, it was no Diego Maradona. It was awful. But, um, you know, the levels that, that players will go to. And also, before I'm going on to uh, Foamgate with Ivan Tony, I'd like your opinion on that, too. Jesus Ariso's goal for Osaswana. Uh, it wasn't particularly meant, but um, I think... Maybe a little bit of wind assisted or the way he cuts across the ball. Our garden's a bit wind assisted now. That um, tornado or storm think, or whatever think, it's just think, it us. He's caught it right. Yeah. For a cross. It's an unbelievable. But the ball, the balls today swerve like I don't know what. Yeah, they do, don't they? Imagine, you know, when you look at yeah. that, yeah, it's impossible for him to score. Yeah, it is. Impossible. Yeah, but he did. Right? In fact, it's a bad cross. Yeah, it is really. Because it went in the back it's of the net. It's a bad cross. Yeah, and the is. ball then is a completely beat the keeper. Yeah. But it just shows you. Yeah. I mean, they make me laugh. It's nothing to do with comparing. But it make me laugh when they keep saying um, about today's football, mm. footballers. You know, they won't be able to play with them balls like Bobby Chandler on them. No, nah, not at all. No. no. I mean, I was a kid. I, I played yeah. with those t- yeah. type of balls as a kid. No. Yeah? But it just shows you how the balls move today, doesn't it? I don't think there's a player today that could play in the 70s, 60s and 70s. you got the pitches, you got the boots, you got everything else. I don't know. I think your best else. players will always adjust, Cap. I do. I no, really yeah, do. To, to be fair, yes. But, but, I think the great players will always suggest. Yeah, they probably will now, in time. But wouldn't now, it be a culture shock? 
Now, whether, I mean, you, you look at Messi, and then you look at Johnny Giles and you look at Billy Brendan, they were a similar type of size player, weren't yes. they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the, uh, even though they dished a lot of it out, mm. they took a lot themselves. Oh, without a doubt. You know, that's the only thing. You, when I look at with Messi, is uh, I, I mean, Pelly, you know, some of the World Cups, and we we didn't see him out in in Sao Paulo because we didn't see the games. Kicked but out the of sixty six, Warner. Yeah, you know, they took him out of some tournaments. Mm. You know, so uh, they have done the same with with Messi and Minaldo in you know. Back in the day, yeah, and and that's uh, why I say about the modern players adjust. Yeah, and they would need an awful lot of adjusting. The modern day player, I mean, they they go down now by being it's not as upon. Easy, it's, it's easier to adjust back then, yeah, than it is now, yeah, because you're playing on better pitches today. You're playing with better oh, ball. Hundred percent. They would have to go and play on bad pitches. It'd be great if you could get a time capsule and put the modern day player back to the 60s and just put them in a game and and then after the game, interview them and like, how did that feel? I think they'd be soon jumping in that time capsule to get back to 2024. Listen, it would be such a Rolling shot. about, listen, before the tattle come in, they'd have gone down rolling about. Exactly. Imagine, you know, the stick that you had. Stick I'm not getting back players... up to get some of that, more of that. Absolutely. Absolutely, too. Um, Ivan Tony, phone gate. What was your take on that? On what? On... Did, did you see Ivan Tony when he moved the football? Oh, yeah. I, well, that's what I was asking you on what. Yeah. On the on the suspension and coming back, yeah, scoring yeah. a goal. Yeah. I mean, you know as well as I do. Everybody will cheat a little bit. Of course they will. Yard, won't they? Of course they will, 100%. Move the ball up a free kick. 100%. Right. So when does the VAR come into it? Why does the VAR turn around and rang it a bit? Yeah. Move that ball. Yeah. Because that mm. is giving him advantage. That'd be a great goal. That's the reason why I need it. I mean, I could have put that in because it was a great free kick. Brilliant. But, you know, for some unknown reason, they just let, like you just said a minute ago, they let certain things go. Yep. And there's certain things you think, well, what are you doing that for? Absolutely. Imagine, <laughs> could you imagine Cluffy <laughs> if Forrest had lined up a wall like that in Cluffy's day? Young man, I think he'd be having a word with listen, you. That, listen, that annoys me. I don't get annoyed looking football. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of people do. Mm. But that annoys me. You know when they get laid down, laid down behind the uh, the wall. Yeah, the draft excluder, as they call it. Yeah. How meant the draft excluder? That's what they call it, don't they? They call it a draft excluder. How many times do you think they will score under the wall? Very, very, oh, very God, rarely. Every, every twenty. Yeah, or every very, 40. very rarely. Or every sixty. Yeah. Pathetic man. I know. It, again, it's it's the modern game, isn't it? We got to have on every free kick a bloke lying on the floor. Yeah, by the way, unbelievable, it, Jeff. There's seven or eight analysts working that out for a ball. Oh, absolutely, too. Well, this is how they they have these coaches for free kicks, etc., etc. Now, but no, what what I I mean, what I was laughing at with Ivan Tony, he didn't just move the ball, but he picked up that foam as well. So he's picked up the foam, he's moved the foam, and then he's moved the ball. So when the referee had a double take, he saw, well, he's still where the foam is. <coughs> I mean, it was very, uh, again, 
gamesmanship, brinksmanship, whatever way you want to call it. You know, players have always done that, always will do. What got me, I mean, Forrest had moaned about it, but the only thing that I would be moaning about is why, with my wall, as you've lined it up, you've seen him move the ball. Why hasn't the ball moved over with the ball? I don't get it. It's quite well, unbelievable, really. I'll tell you it's what you need to do. Move what the wall over. Should have come out of the wall and gone straight over and stopped it. Maybe. And then the rest, look, you take it out of the wall, out of the... They are circle, you know, when they put the uh, spray yeah. on. And the referee would say, no, the spray's still there. No, he's moved the spray as well. <laughs> no, so he hasn't. Tell, well, what, what about the player getting booked? Yeah. Well, it's better to get booked than cost him a goal. Absolutely. But if the referee sees the ball's being moved, you'll not book him. Yeah. But fair, <laughs> fair, fair play to Ivan <laughs> Tony, and great to see him back. Uh, book corner TC. Uh, we've got a few. We're going to do book of the month, and uh, this month it's going to be Ojogo Benito. And it's Brazil's 1970 World Cup Samba Party by Gary Thacker. I'm going to be doing a podcast in February with Gary talking about that book. And the first question I'm going to ask Gary is, where'd you come up with that bloody title from? I mean, it's one hell of a title, Ojogo Benito. I mean, it, it sounds like a song. It probably is the song from the Samba Party. But Brazil from 1970, always going to be a good read and always great to write about those, well, arguably that's, the well, greatest that's a big team push, ever. You know, getting the uh, title right, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Calling the book the right name. Yeah, yeah. I'm really looking for. I've I've interviewed, uh, done done podcasts with Gary before about uh, his Chelsea book and um, bridesmaids, beautiful bridesmaids dressed in orange, about the wonderful Dutch team and also the all conquering Ajax side. So it's a book that's going to be uh, on my bookshelf. Looking forward to it coming out. It comes out in February, and looking forward to making another podcast with me, mate. Gary Thacker, who is part of uh, these Football Times, a group of journalists that do some fantastic podcasts. So look out for them, look out for Gary, and look out for the book Ojogo Benito, Brazil's 1970 World Cup Samba Party. It does rhyme, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's a great title. I think it's a great title, I do. And I think it's going to be a great book as well. The G-Men, uh, the revealing portrait of Greaves and Gilzine by yeah, Norman Giller. I mean, what a partnership! You know, when we're looking at partners, they were deadly together. They, they, they were our, they were one of the greatest partnerships ever, weren't they? Gilzine yeah. and and Greaves. Brilliant. I mean, like, I suppose, I mean, like Morecambe and Warren, like any great part, they just are. When you look back, and certainly when you look at the annuals of football, they were um, they were as good as uh, as it comes. Any anybody. Yeah, absolutely, and and as good as it. Well, we, we don't have partners these days, really. No, we have one up for. I mean, they make me laugh when people say, there. "Oh, they're telepathic." These two strikers. <laughs> no, what it is, they're technically gifted. Absolutely, and they're very good. At, they're very good at passing. They're yeah. very good at understanding. Somebody will make that run. Do you remember when Toshak and Keegan they done that and they done uh, they done a piece, didn't they, on television? Because they reckon that they were telepathic and they yeah. were doing things, but. I think it was either one one of the two, Keegan and Tashak, you know, when they were... And to listen to the rest of this podcast, head on over to www.patreon.com 
forward slash SRB Media. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.